Welcome to the Something with Two Figures episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. The man who used to be a mortgage banker, worked for banks for a number of years, but it's still terrible with remembering episode numbers. America. Where every little boy gets a calculus. <laughs> So we're going to lead off the show from the A. Oh, he's taking his headphones off. So we're going to not leave with him because somebody's talking to him off screen. From the, from the A, with his headphones back on, Mr. Dub K. What's up? What's up? What's happening? And of course, from Detroit. Oh, USA said that, Gene? It's, it's free time, so. No, I said Nothing. Nothing. No. Yes, yes, cheers for nothing And of course from Detroit, the City Wing King Owner of City Wings 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan Come down and get you some Come get you some Mr. Grant Lancaster What up, dog? So it's been a heavy day, heavy day, rough week Heavy day, some good, some bad, and some ugly But We're going to start off where we ended with the City Wing King because Grant Lancaster, you got a shout out last week from us. Basically, for um, we just because you weren't here, we acknowledge the fact that you are basically a very strong man, someone that we should all look up or admire to be like, at least in certain times in our worst moments. So, as a firefighter in Detroit, Grant Lancaster, I'm going to give you your Pam. I appreciate you, brother. No doubt. And the second thing is that City Wings is even known in Mexico. Did you know that? International. Internationally known on the microphone. International Amish Wings. Did you sneak some of those Amish girls across the border in order to get those wings better known in Mexico during Rumspringer? I cannot confirm nor deny. I cannot confirm nor deny that, sir. Okay. Gene, I don't know if you heard this. But while the other half was in Mexico, she was at a resort in Mexico, and there was a bunch of uh, brothers and sisters from Detroit, and they started talking. They were building together based upon the bad service at the resort that they were all at and everything. Apparently, it's not a place where brothers and sisters may necessarily go if they want to get good service. It's like going to... um, I don't want to say uh, say someplace like um, anywhere in America, Washington. Yeah, anywhere. Let's just say Washington in Klan Country for on a resort and bringing your entire black family and everything. Apparently, the service was like not very good, not very loving. But it turns out that these people actually knew City Wings. They are actually customers of City Wings, and the entire clan. The entire family said, yeah, I've been to City Wings. I've been to City Wings. I've been to City Wings. Mm -hmm. They make some good wings. City Wings. Mr. Grant Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah, we we do all right, man. Um, You know, as long as we can get chicken in. We had a little span last week. We closed for like four days. Really? Because we couldn't get chicken from the farm. Wow. But... They they brought it they brought it back on Tuesday, so we back in business. Okay, okay. What was it? The heat or they were was, was it know. a? They 
wasn't an Amish chicken. They never offer. They never offer they, anything. They never offer anything. They just they just say, hey, we ain't got no chicken today. We uh we catch you next go around. You think it has anything to do with the girls that you have stashed in the back of that location, two eight nine six West Square Boulevard, no, Detroit, Michigan? No, I, I mean I, I let them out. I let them out from time to time. You know they they get to roam the yard and everything. Okay, kind okay. Of like the Amish birds. Okay. All the Amish birds get to roam the yard. There you, you know? go. <laughs> <laughs> you are a generous. You are a dr- generous taskmaster. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm a benevolent king. What can I say? Yeah, but apparently. <laughs> Last week when we were doing the show, one of the reasons why I was so heavy last week, Gene, was because we were, as soon as the show was over, like 3 o'clock in the morning, I had to make a drive out to to Kennedy to drop people off and everything because they were going on this vacation. And it was supposed to be a week-long vacation and everything, and they ended up coming back yesterday. So... So, that is a week, isn't it? Day before yesterday, actually. They ended up coming back on Tuesday. Oh, so that was like three days. Yeah. They cut it three days short. It was supposedly who, who cut it. Um, pretty much, it was a group decision. It was pretty much a wow. group decision. What group you talking about? You talking about? Uh, you talking about your wife and her people? Yeah, and um, daughter and son in law. Oh, okay. They came home early. The people from Detroit, actually, that's what they were all bonding on. They were bonding on the bad service at the resort. You know, they were... Damn, well, everybody getting the fuck out of there. Everybody getting the fuck out of there. And then they went a little bit deep with Where the was views. The resort? They had... They sent the stuff to me. That, I mean, it, it just seems... It seems crazy to me that a resort would have bad service. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you do. You know yeah. what I'm like, that's your whole... That's your whole get down. That's your whole MO. You see, I'm I'm ups- yeah. I'm personally like tight about it. Is that it's not like I dislike. I had this was going to be my week of peace and relaxation, you know. And by right. the time I really got to the point where I was just like really mentally like ah, like ain't shit going on. I got the call. We got to come back. Yeah, okay. the exactly. You know, so it was like it didn't work out. I want to find out exactly where it was one because there's two resorts and they're in this club. And apparently one of the resorts, I think the one in Acapulco was pretty good, but the one that they actually went to is, like, actually pretty shitty. And people get, and it's supposed to be all-inclusive, then they go to the restaurants, and the all-inclusive, you know, everything is only three or four restaurants, and only one's open at a time. And all-inclusive means 15% off. That's not all-inclusive. Drinks are all-inclusive. You pay for an all-inclusive package. And then you got to pay again. You know, this was like all, it was all different types of stuff. And they basically, they were treating like, they just had some, they seemed to have some colorism issues that the better half even picked up on, which were, which was like very bad. Coming to the, to the table saying, I can serve you, I can serve you. And what would you like? What would you like? And then never asking Drew, like what he would like was just like terrible. It was just like, it's a shame. Is your son-in-law black? He is, um, he is, to me, he's black. He's darker than Eugene. He's as dark as Grant. He's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. No, but to me, he is. Well, listen, you know, if we're going to talk, you know, if if you want to have a conversation about colorism and about race and people of different races that identify as Puerto Rican or Colombian or something else, and they're really as dark or darker than all three of us, 
It's like, I had a guy, it's funny, like, I went over to their condo one day, and they had this guy that was retiling there, that was retiling their bathroom. And this guy was like, he used the color of my microphone, like, straight up, color of my microphone. And he starts telling a story in, like, you know, this deep Hispanic act with this deep Spanish accent. No, I agree with you. They black. Yeah. No, but this guy, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, this guy's expression. He's like, he's telling me the story. And he's like, yeah. And I'm walking down the street. This guy goes, hey, brother. He goes, hey. And I told him, I said, I'm no brother. We know brothers. I'm Spanish. I'm Spanish. Bro. You know what I'm saying? You darken in me. Do these people not know that 90% of the slave trade stopped in South America and that only a small portion of that got over to the United States? It was 80%? Well, that's what I heard. It could be, yeah. It's a much. It's, it's probably documented in both places, but I read 80, yeah. Okay. It's, either way, it's a much larger percentage of African right. descendants that were dropped off in South America than they were dropped off in North America. And for him to say that, like, he said that, like, look at me. Like, this is how you should see me and everything. And I'm like, you know, only thing I saw was like, and I was seeing him in a different light at that point in time. But the light was like a big red ball on your nose and one of those hats and everything and the shoes that go out to the, like, size, like, 15, 21 feet and everything. You look like a clown. You're Afro-Latino. I see a lot more people actually identifying as Afro-Latino now. So that's like actually cool with me because you should always be proud of where you come from, no matter what. That's the way I feel. If you're a white boy from Switzerland, you should be proud of being from Switzerland. For real. Absolutely. Yeah, but we got, you know, it, it, I'm not, I remind myself to be patient. And, and I try to keep, Stay less frustrated with with that type of ridiculousness, mm. so to speak. But at the end of the day, you know, the, I I put this on a post or something. It was a hell of a thing done, and so I mean, the the, the road back is. Uh, I mean, it's just different for everybody. Everybody's got a journey. Everybody's got their struggles. And since that's the case, I, you know, there's people in this country that don't even realize the truth. So all it is is, is it's people that have not accepted the truth yet. And so the patients come from, uh, I mean, you just can't beat them down. They're in the condition they're supposed to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think a, a key thing in what you said, man, is patience because – Patience, education takes patience. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't just learn it all in a day. You have to be you have to be patient and diligent with what you're learning. Your understanding changes over time as you become more knowledgeable about things. You may come into a, a better understanding of something that you thought you understood fully in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that patience element is is hugely important. It really is. Because it, yeah, you, you got to have that patience, and and not only not only in education in all aspects of life. I mean, even when, you, when you're dealing with people, like you said, you have to have the patience of Job with a lot of these people because in this age of instant information, instant everything, no one has patience anymore. People, you're sitting at your computer and the fucking thing is circling for three or four seconds and people go apeshit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I mean, you got to have a little bit of patience, man. But 
you know, it's not, it's, 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 an it's acquired rough. skill. Yeah. It's an acquired skill. Yeah, I have to agree that I have, I have to agree with that. I'm one of those people that when my computer starts circling, I'm like, I don't pay for this high speed shit so that way I can circle, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, it's funny though, my response to him was exactly what I said that I said, well, I didn't, I didn't argue with him. I wasn't mad. And I think that the reason why they, what he wanted me to hear that story was because he wanted me to get my reaction, gauge my reaction off it. And all I said to him was sure. that you do realize that 80% of the African slave trade was dropped off in South America. And I knew the exact number because I had just been reading about it a couple of like days earlier, if not even that same day. So, um, and then I just like went back and I sat back out on the couch because I was like watching the baby or something like that while he did this. So it was um, interesting to me, but... I have never had that. You see, the reason why they they would see me as problematic is because these things that we learn, like one of the first things that I learned and everything, to me as I, as a child, it seemed to me like everything was pointing back towards black people and towards Africa. So I've never had a problem with identifying as being black. I always like knowing things that other people don't know. So if you want to sit around and you want to think that like black people are savages and X, Y, and Z, and in the meantime, the first and the oldest universities in the history of this planet were founded in African countries, that's just more information that I know. It's not up to me to argue you down about what you don't know. You know, it's just not, I don't really care so much about it. And I had to smile and just go, okay, well, that's good for you, buddy. Right. You just keep on thinking that, Chipper. You know, and yeah. it just is what it I is. I can't even engage anymore. I can't engage in no nonsense anymore. Not for very long before it becomes cynical to me, and that's right. not going to be productive. You know, so <laughs> I can't even engage in it anymore. Well, was the Internet ever meant to be productive when we're engaging with each other? Nah, it's meant to be a circle to keep us going around, walking around in the same circle and thought processes. And so we wake up one day and find out that we're old people and the world has passed us by and we haven't changed anything. So, you know, for those of us who have lived a sedentary lifestyle for the last 20, 30 years, congratulations. You did it. You did it. It's all been done by design. (laughs) Everything is by design, you know. So with these wars are by design, this... um, the justice is by design. The way that we have um, things going on in the world is by design. And we're going to get into some of the topics for today, which is basically I want to start with Brianna Taylor. I know everybody's talking about Britney right now, and we're going to get to Britney too, but Brianna Taylor, because her justice has been too long delayed. Too long delayed. Feel me? You can't just go into somebody's house and shoot it up because you think that they have nickel bags of weed. And then charge that man with the murder. (laughs) It's crazy, man. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's crazy. Yeah. The thought process behind that is just, it's just crazy. And they finally indicted, I think it was three of the officers today. I know, Gene, you know the story, so... You know, uh, you know, I just I glanced at it, but I'm gonna tell you something, man. It, it, I'm interested when I'm interested, man. But I, you know, I don't have I, hope is not a plan, mm-hmm. so I don't subscribe to to a whole lot of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 it was four of them charged. 
Four yeah. of them are charged? You're, they're, yeah, four of them are charged, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, being charged, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, that's why I'm saying I glanced <laughs> you know at the title, you know. Uh, yeah. As a matter yeah, of yeah. fact, there's a lady here that actually my my first wife's sister is uh is an anchor on CBS here. And a good-looking okay. one, too. For the Atlanta area. And a good-looking one, and too. So, I looked her up. I found out. So, I used to watch oh, yeah. her all the time and just be like, nummy, nummy, nummy. <laughs> 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 and so, so yo, you know, her shit came across my feed that they, that they got those guys for Breonna Taylor. But, I mean, that, I can't even watch news I can't watch news anymore, for, but for I'm entertained for five minutes, and then that entertainment runs into a brick wall every time where I'm just out of it. I mean, everything, I'm reminded instantly exactly what I'm watching, and <laughs> it's time to exit. The entertainment is yeah. over. You know but, what? Uh, I think the I think a bad yeah. part of it is that when you start, once you start, it's not the article and the information so much, it's the comment section. If you start reading in the comment right. section, then it like it right. will, it will just like suck you in and drag you down, and just it's hard to believe that people are really this stupid in 2022, you know. And that girl that that um, singer that we were talking about last week, Doja Cat, she got into some more trouble this week. I didn't even I don't pay attention to this chick, but she keeps coming up. And she had told people on Instagram, she just came out of nowhere, and just said, "People are so stupid." You know, that's a post that I've put up on many an occasion. Right. But you you say it's hard to believe that people are this stupid in 2022. They've been cutting education every year in the budget since 1980. Mm. So for 40 years, they've been cutting the budget on education. So you're bound to have stupid people out here. Yo, I'm telling you. They're dropping it down on us. They're dropping bombs on us, and we don't even realize it with this educational system. And I think it's like I think it's terrible that one of the stories that gets almost no, or one of the basically taglines of the United States today that doesn't get too much attention anymore is the fact that people across the country are burning books in mass, just books about racism, books about. Um, Sexual, different, differing sexual things, things about um, socialism, and all these different books are now being like lumped in and classics, and they're being burned. So, huh? I would tell you something. There's no, there's so what? That stuff's recorded, man. I mean, a book is is paper now. I mean, just a novelty. That's well, not where the information is anymore. You know, it doesn't have to, you know, the, the book itself doesn't have to exist anymore. Well, I can see where I can see where that's like where that could actually be true because those books, a lot of those books depict the world that no longer exists and that no longer can. You're talking about stories about struggle and, and worlds where communication was a missive that was sent that wasn't received for two weeks across the globe, if even that. You no, know. what I'm saying is, if they're burning the physical copy, it doesn't matter. The data exists. Yeah, but right. you have paywalls. You have different ways that they can actually control this stuff. Once it gets into data, see that's a see like you can say like you can say that that's true. But here's my concern with that. It's like 
the Bible also was is a completely and totally book in its origination than what it is. We actually read the, or most people in this country and most churches will follow the King James Version of the Bible. The majority of people in this country read the King James Version of the Bible, which is abridged and which right. is edited. So when you get these books online, and once you start editing these books, you know, what happens when AI decides to, because people have already decided that you don't want to hear about homosexuality in a book. You don't want to hear about racism in a book. So now AI starts, like, cutting out passages of the books, which basically takes away the meaning, the meaning of the book. So you're not getting right. a full education. I think that for the for the masses so of people, the, you need the physical books for evidence. Yeah, <laughs> it really kind against of future, but, against, against future shit. Yes. Yeah, to, to preserve the integrity. I think you're saying. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a couple copies, but but uh, people out in the yard burning books. But people, they, not them, they're some dummies because what they don't understand is that all you're doing is burning wood. Cool, if you need fire, that's cool, but you're not erasing anything by burning that book. Well, have y'all not watched these the, days? Have y'all watched the series on HBO? Um, was it anachronism or something? It's about anarchists no, in Mexico. Like the, I haven't seen it yet. The first, it's, I actually saw the whole thing. It's actually pretty good. It's interesting because it basically shows you the entire um, progression of people or a group of people. And let me explain to you how, why I mean right. this. They supposedly are about anarchy, so they move to Acapulco for anarchism. And they build their own community, and they're doing X, Y, and Z, and they don't never call the police because, of course, they're anarchists, right? Some of these people are right. educated people. Some of them aren't. But they start the show with a book burning. But I'm going to get back to that because I'm going to tell about I would just want to give you the structure of the series. So now they're doing this and everything. And then over the course of the series, like the first thing is anarchy. And the second thing, they start throwing a convention. So now, of course, you're throwing a convention. So what are you doing? You're making money, right? Right. So now by the third year, by the, by the second year, they start thinking about, okay, so we're making money. How about we introduce a way for these people to actually make more money? And that's when crypto comes into it. So a lot of these people started investing in crypto early, and they're some of the earliest crypto millionaires and billionaires on the planet based out of this anarchy system. And then, of course, now they become more like normal people because they've got money now. So when there's an actual threat there and something happens, someone gets killed, they have the convention in the last year and hardly no one shows up. And really the reason would be is how when crypto crashed, a lot of people likely soured a little bit on the movement a little bit. But it just goes to show you that a lot of people are just basically full of shit when they talk about these ideologies. Ideology is one thing, but reality is you get that bread you're going to rock with that bread. That's going right. to be your new ideology. That's what you're going to care about. And that's the marshmallow experiment. You know, that people are, there's, everybody's got their number. Everybody's got their level and their point. But the thing is that, the interesting thing with that, the first episode of the show, they show all these anarchists down on the beach taking their little kids and they're training them to throw books into a fire to burn books. So we don't need that. And all I'm thinking is that you people are already grown up 
and you're adults and you've either been exposed to them, you decided to read them or you decided not to read them. That was your choice. But what you're telling these kids, what you're training them up to do and what to say is that don't look at other points of view or like if you read this, it's going to corrupt you so much. How about you strengthen them so much that when they formulate their opinions, it won't matter whether other type of information comes in there. It just allows them to get an understanding. It's like it's a base. It's a base form of intelligence. And it kind of like, to me, it's like it's like you're limiting these people. You're limiting yourself before you even have a chance. Like, it's different if you choose not to read a book as opposed to not having a book available to read at all. You understand my point? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I still say that uh, books are going to be obsolete because why not? I mean, they're inefficient. Uh, they're going to be a novelty, but you know, uh, for for like a like an old goddamn tractor from the first models they made <laughs> sitting in somebody's yard. But we're, we're a cyclical society, man. It, books eventually are going to come back. You know what I mean? Eventually, it's going to happen. I mean, vinyl is back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Vinyl is back, dude. Books are going to come back. Yeah, and. and I mean, vinyl is back for how long? What I'm, what I'm telling you this: that, that technology goes one way. That's not I, cyclical. I get it. It, that's not I get what. It. That's not what's cyclical. Uh, but I understand what you're saying, you know, and yeah. uh, culturally and everything. But, but with books, we're talking about technology. We're talking about, you know, because I, yeah. I read books on my iPhone. But the thing about right it, now, in, so in, in terms of preserving that integrity, though. Which I believe is what X was talking about. I mean, this this shit Partial. is not it's not new. Like it's not new, right? So you talk about Rick Vernon's and the possibility of AI editing a book based on preferences for someone. That are, that already has happened several times over in history. You know what I mean? There's always been people burning books. There's always been books that they took out whatever passages or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's. it's it's, it's nothing new. Even so, if you watch, uh, if you're on the, on the Disney app, if you scroll all the way down to where, like, the old Disney shit is, the old, like, really racist Disney shit is, mm-hmm. they it's still there. But they, Disney did a smart thing to me. They did they put a disclaimer on there. And they just, it said, it's, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like, okay, this is some shit that by today's standards ain't cool. Right. But this was this reflected the attitude of the times. So watch this at your own risk. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's really what you need to get to is just explaining to people, okay, we get it. This shit ain't acceptable today. Right. However, at the time, this was what this is what was going on. That's this if you try to preserve history, you know what I mean, and really get people to understand what was happening at a time then you got to preserve that shit the way that it was. I don't give a fuck that you don't like it no more. Mm-hmm. At the time, it's what everybody was doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody was racist. It's, no, it's no, no secret that Walt Disney was a racist motherfucker. It's all good. So was fucking Charles Schultz. So was, you know, uh, who created Bugs Bunny? I can't remember. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Yeah, he had a too. bunch voices but I don't think I Charles mean, I don't think Charles I don't, so, I don't think uh, Charles Schultz deserves that smoke but maybe 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm you, just you, saying, you know what? At I, the time, it wouldn't be surprising if he was. You know what I think is interesting about that when you talk about for your time, racist for their time. Some things that people did that out of like just basic human decency and based upon their training back in those times, we would look at today as being still racist, but they believed that they were actually doing something that was not racist, you know, and according to and according to like a lot of what other people or other say, for example, you're basically just judged by your peer group. So in this case, it would be white people. So those people would be looking at that and they would be judging those actions as being like more wrong. And today that same action could be viewed in itself as being racist because of the difference in the times. So it's very important. I think it's very important to allow this stuff to exist and have disclaimers. I'm actually for that. But the reason why that won't happen is because nobody will ever be happy with that. You have got a whole bunch of people that say today, like, ah, I don't even want to see that shit. As if, like, not seeing it is going to make it disappear and not exist and everything. And that's not true. And then you have other people that don't, that aren't bothered by it whatsoever. You want to say racist and racist. And they say, but they don't want to see the disclaimer. You know, because they feel like the disclaimer makes the, is going to make their kids uncomfortable beforehand. In the meantime, your kid may not even be able to read. You know, they're not really checking for like right. the words. Usually if you see the words up there and you're a little kid, you're going to turn around. That's the time you're going to take and you're going to get your boy, you're going to get your snack, or you're going to get whatever and everything and wait till the words and then wait for the action to come on for the cartoon. They're not watching it to read. They're watching it to see the cartoon. So it's like it's an answer that doesn't make anyone 100% happy. And that's how solutions are supposed to be. No one's supposed to be 100% happy. happy. You're never supposed to it's be. Impossible. But today, it's but impossible. but today people believe that you're supposed to get full gratification and satisfaction in life when you're not going to no one is going to do that. You're when you wake up in the day and you're just like no matter what happens if you go over to the store and you have an interaction with the person the clerk behind the desk, it could be either positive or it could be negative and you're only in control of half of that transaction you're in control of 100 percent of how you how you deal with that interaction whether you let it affect you to be a negative thing for the rest of your day or a positive thing for the rest of your day or you can just laugh at it like me when i do when people tell me oh black people are the dumbest people on the planet that have ever existed and i say oh this motherfucker never heard of timbuktu so you know that's just basically where that goes it is where it is. So, Brianna Taylor is finally going to get justice, I think. What do you think? Are they going to get are they going to convict these people, you know, for what they did? And I thought about before you speak, Grant, I want to ask Gene because Gene is a former police officer. I don't know if you've ever went on any raids and I know you weren't like at that on at that point or or anything, but I do know that you know a little something about how warrants are issued. And you know, all I was thinking about was this case is something that is completely and totally different than what we're taught how the police forces work on television. When you're on television, 
What does the bad guy do? He snap. He just laughs at you. Ha 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 ha. You're going to have to get a warrant, and I know you can't get a warrant, so you can't get a warrant. You won't be coming in my house. Reality is, the motherfuckers kicking the door and they write whatever they want on a paper napkin, and they come and they kick you door and they come in anyway. And the thing that really had me thinking about this is because of the fact that no matter what happens. When these people go out there and they kick in these doors, if they have a good warrant or a bad warrant, you never get to see the police punished for this, for not doing the actual police work. Do you think that there's a problem with them not doing the actual police work? And is it an offense that can get you convicted and sent to jail? State time. Not county time, state time. Uh, well, so I did do a year and a half on the SWAT team, and uh, I did go on. I mean, we kicked doors in. So I have that experience. But uh, from what I understand, so our department, the way they did it, you know, like some undercover person or snitch to an undercover would make some type of buy somewhere or whatever, Uh you know, when it comes to drugs, and then they would go and get a warrant based on something having to do with a purchase being made at the location or whatever, somebody with a warrant at the location. And then the SWAT team, we would go in and execute the warrant. Now, what you see on TV a lot is detectives just pull their badge out and their gun out and kick the door or, you know, go get a warrant. And then they boot up with some other cops and go and kick the door in. And there's really no, like, response team that specializes in that. But most of the departments, I think, have the response team that specialize in that. So for what Breonna Taylor, those were, uh, that wasn't a, a specialized group, I don't think, that kicked that door in. I think those were, uh, some of those were beat officers, mm. you yeah. know, or even even if they were part of some type of, uh, like, the, the detective branch or whatever, they, I think it may be a combination of them and the beat officers. I forget. I mean, I read it loosely at one time, and they kicked in the door, but the problem with that is they kicked, they kicked the wrong door in, or they did it on bad intel or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was so... so Here's the thing, man. I remember this when I was a cop, man. Just uh, there was a guy who who was one of my training officers. This man shot a Haitian dude, and the Haitian dude had a remote. I'm just giving you the short version. You know, they kicked the door, this, that, and everything else, mm. and dude was standing with a remote, and this guy shot him. Right. The thing about in that culture is, you know, you're almost a hero when you do that. You know. Uh, they went in there and lit her up, and I'm telling you something. They ain't cops. No, no cops were shedding tears for them cops because the way a cop think is that's gonna happen because you know we're in a dangerous. They be thinking we're in a dangerous line of work, and you know uh, stuff like that is gonna happen. And because we put ourselves out here like, like this, you guys need to go ahead and forgive us and move on. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but it ain't like you know. I mean, you know, it's. I don't think they think they did anything wrong. 
<laughs> you know, I really don't believe they, they think they did anything wrong. But what's happening now is, I will say this, is that, you know, more people are being held accountable. I don't know what change that makes, you know, other than uh, the police culture has shifted. Uh, so you have the police culture shifting and then you have different elements shifting. But I still can't tell you if that's going to bring the desired result of equality, freedom, yeah, and well, everything else. But uh, it's it's happening, you know. I'm not looking for uh, a change. Gonna... Go ahead. Finish, please. I'm sorry. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if – it depends on what you call accountability as to whether or not she gets justice. Depends on what people – I mean, what, are they going to get some time in jail? Is that justice? Mm. You know, uh, I don't know that there will be any justice. I think – What's going to happen is, you know, the, the, they are where they are in history, and it might not be a good place. You know, but many cops one. have done a lot more than that and got no way with it. Shit, you know, uh, I know for sure that, that that happens. You know, people get, you know, they call that accidental killing. People get accidentally sh- shot up. But I think that, uh, I think, hold on one second. I think that... Uh, I think that they're going to make an example of them, possibly, mm. because uh, the world is watching. What example well, we'll would that see. set, though? Like, what exa- like to me? Oh, well, they'll tighten them up even more right now. I mean, the culture is different because of uh, social media and everything else. I'm sure that in briefings right now that any leader worth his weight is going to be emphasizing all types of shit about cameras, this, that, giving examples of what the world is looking at when it comes to cops and this and that. And so you have to consider that when you go out there. So the culture, I mean, they have, they don't have a choice to, but to become in tune to it. Then you got to cap it off. You have what they call, uh, who do they call them folks when they are testing the, uh, constitution, like the rights police or something, but they call themselves <laughs> something different, you know? Yeah. And they get out mm. there and they outside of a police station and start filming and shit. And, uh, mm. and then, the, you know, always try to film the cop embarrassing themselves by, by basically the doing illegal shit and not knowing the law and stuff. And so I think that culture has to change. So, but, but yeah, I don't know if justice is going to come for Brianna, maybe it'll, it'll aid towards the change of the culture. But like I said before, change of the culture means what grant what is uh justice <laughs> yeah what is justice for brianna look like grant that that's that's a good question um i think too often in this country we look at justice there, there's two justice systems at least two um typically one for white folks one for people of color let's just let's use that term because it's not just Black folk they get railroaded in court. You know, a lot of times it's it's Spanish, whatever. Um, Extremely poor rights in certain areas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what justice looks like for her. That would be something. If you want to, if you want to go on, you know, kind of biblical principle, then it would be up to her family to decide what justice is. You know, but that's not how we operate in in this country. I mean. to me, one of the good things is that it's, it's a Fed case. So the FBI actually issued a warrant for these cats. So the feds, they don't really fuck around. Mm-hmm. If, if feds bring a case, typically 
they got that case made. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood just kind of from my vantage point thus far is that, um, and just based historically on what I've seen federal officers do, they're going to probably be found guilty. Now, what that's going to look like in terms of quote unquote justice, I don't know. It's like, you know, like Gene said, this, you can't bring her back and they're not going to, they're not going to kill all these cops. So, you know, the eye for an eye piece, if that's what you're looking at as justice, then that's not, you're not going to get that. You know what I mean? So they may get some fed time in prison. I mean, maybe they'll go to prison and meet Big Dick Buster. Who knows? Right. Uh, is that is that justice? You know, I mean, what's it's pain. Thing? It's painful. It'd be painful. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm kind of like Gene when it comes to like not brushing up on things I get to it when I get to it and even though I that's one of the reasons why the show is is like the way it is because even though I might have a topic on the show I don't always research it in big depth because I mean hell who has time to unless you're making all of your money on these podcasts and that's not what I'm doing so um but what I can recall from the Brianna case besides the fact that they shot and killed her what really had pissed me off was the way that they went about getting this warrant, which I don't think was like a, a legal warrant. It didn't have enough information on it. It just was, there were problems with the warrant process that I can recall that I just thought was like, that shit is just all fucked up. And they just basically decided on their own to go in there and have this make this cowboy play. And they figured that at the end of it all, What's going to happen is we're going to have this great big score, and nobody's going to care about that stuff in the way that it went down. But that's, of course, not how it played out. So Sister Brianna Taylor, she rests in peace right now. So that's justice in the United States of America. Justice in Russia is something different. That's Brittany Griner getting nine and a half years for cannabis oil, which is absolutely crazy. And... I was saying today it's crazy that here. it's crazy here. It's crazy. It's crazy here. It's crazy for anywhere, really. If you want to break it, L- listen. I I know what y'all are gonna say. It's not the law. It's not legal. It's not the law here. I know Grant. I know Gene ain't gonna say that, but you know, um, Gene, we got your value. Gene, Gene lost his audio. We lost his audio, but you gotta come back there. But you know what I'm saying. What I was saying about um, Brittany Griner was that simply that. For the time that for the time that she lost, can you hear me? I can hear you yeah. now. We can hear you. You're back. Hey, for- listen. Well, I wanted to say before you get started with uh, Brittany when uh, when he's talking about it's a lot of time. Don't forget now, Grant, that uh, we harbor or at one time if it hasn't gone down, you know we harbor 25 percent of the world's prison population. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So so. When people start talking about how other c- countries are draconian and this, that, and everything else, not by the numbers, they ain't. Mm. Right. But that's what, that's what I'm saying. That, that actually, number is crazy. Actually, we got to give you one of these. Right. That's a that's a flyby you just dropped there. Because that's a bomb that you but just it's dropped gotta be crazy. It's got to be crazy there, too, Grant. And they ain't giving it out like and they ain't giving it out like uh, we giving it out. So it's got yeah, to be crazy that. there. Yeah, we do that. by the numbers. No, by the numbers. Oh. No, what what we know, what we know, or at least what we what we believe 
is that drug use in other countries is not tolerated on the level that is tolerated in this country. That's that's what we're led to believe by everything. Right, that's right. What I'm led to believe by everything that I read. Um, in these uh, Eastern Bloc countries, definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. in China. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so. And and you gotta know. I mean, I got so I got a boy. We was talking. It's funny because we were talking about this at work. I got a boy that was in the army. He was overseas, and he said that they told him, "Listen, you belong to the government of America, but while you're here, the law of the land is the fucking law. So don't think you're gonna be on no bullshit out here and and just claim, oh, I'm American and, and get off." Oh no! I was. I mean, I was in Germany for two years. I know how that works. Right. I, I will say this: unless you're, a, unless this, you're though, a senator's I son, I don't care. I don't care where you at on this goddamn earth. The amount of oil that she had nine and a half years. You already know this is a political play. This got to be a political play. By by our standards, that number is insane. I don't know what the last person in Russia who got caught with that same amount of CBD oil. I, I don't know what what sentence they got. But my man only got 14 days in Beijing, and you know China's tough. You know, Chancellor. What I'm saying? Had, <laughs> Chancellor, had, what's had, happening, brother? He had more. He had more flour than she did oil. And All don't I'm forget saying to, is, I don't know what the sentence was for the last people in Russia that had this amount of CBD oil. That's all I'm saying. It's I'm not, not that much oil. Enough. It's not that much yeah. oil, and it's right. the I, thing that the thing that kills me is that we're having this great big debate in the United States, and not even really a debate. Marijuana is becoming legal in the United States of America, in every state, right. slowly but surely. And what's going on is that the only thing that's really slowing it down is that big business getting their hooks into every piece and every aspect of. The cannabis business. So they have all these laws. Like I was talking to Rob about their situation and someone close to him has a license. And what the corporations have done is that in anticipation of the stuff becoming legal in New Jersey, what they do is they seek out and they find areas because all of the local town ordinances are very strict. You can't have it by a school. You can't have it by mm-hmm. this many streets. It's got to be kind of off and away. There's only a certain amount of commercial properties in each area where you can actually house a store. And what these corporations have done is, in it being proactive, is gone out and either purchased these places or leased these places. So that they have, so they've already done the topographical part of it. So you can't just sit up here and think that you're going to get a license and you're going to open up a store. They're putting all these levels of money in these things that you need in these professionals. They're making sure that the right hands get greased on the way up to the top. It's the same thing with gay marriage, believe it or not. Because I was watching, like, they had this bill that had passed in Congress, and it was one interesting thing. Everybody's against abortion. But these conservative people, they don't vote against the gay marriage things and the gay marriage laws across the country because now it's been a couple of years and what we've seen with gay marriage is that it's a money maker. It pumps money into the municipals with all these people running down here and getting these licenses to get married. And also it puts money in the attorney's hands when these people get divorced. 
Because it's just like everybody else. If you're going to get married, what was it? If you want to get married, a lot of people say, hey, you have the right to be as miserable as everybody else. That includes all the legal stuff that goes along with it, all the financial pieces that come along with it. And gay marriage was a big, a big financial boon for governments. And they're doing the same thing with the cannabis business. They're making it a great big financial boon. And Brittany Griner runs along the levels of both of those things. She's married to a woman, and on top of that, she's a cannabis user. Now, my, me, myself, having been a trainer for a long, a long time, I told you guys a million times, I know you're tired of hearing it, but one of the reasons why I was able to lift for so long and I'm still able to lift heavy weights is because of the fact that, or lift weights, I don't know about heavy, but is because of the fact that when I get done working out, one of the first things I do is I use cannabis. And it helps my muscles recover. It has always helped me recover. Gives makes me properly hungry, properly sleepy. And I'm able to recover a lot better. And a lot of athletes are picking up on a lot of these things. I have a I know a brother that's actually making a, a salve and everything. It's Colorado Hemp Company, Matt Bullard. And they're actually, and this is something that actually, it's a cream, a cannabis-based cream that actually helps you regenerate your muscles and things of that nature. So the ball player met, met a no. Metal? This is no, he's not a ball player. This is just another. This oh, okay. is just a normal. He's a normal average dude, but not average dude, of course. But you know, so. We have all these different things, and the cannabis is used for these things, and we're having an argument about the medical uses. It helps kids with ADHD and things of that nature, and cannabis is becoming legal, and yet we have these draconian, and that in that aspect, Gene, I think you can agree with me, it's draconian that they would not see cannabis as being a, for its medicinal purposes, for its good and its positive usages. Hmm. I don't know why, you know, uh, Russia is on the same tip America's on when it comes to uh, cannabis and making that some type of drug, is the same as China. The better, I guess the better question is, why is America on the same shit that Russia and China is on? Mm. But, you know, uh, 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 you know, when it comes to that, I don't know what I can think of except that, uh, you know, this is, uh, I think, cannabis interferes with religion <laughs> somehow and they are not going to mess with that money maker or have not messed with as long as they can have kept that religious money maker uh, for whatever reason and not only that there's 101 uh, conspiracies with cannabis and they they might all be true shit uh, as far as I'm concerned, because it's, it, it's ridiculous. But I don't know why. I mean, I just sat here thinking, damn, America's a, on, on the same line as uh, both Russia and China with a thing. Why would that be? You capitalism. Know? Capitalism yeah. is it. Capitalism and commerce is your biggest connecting line between those three things. When they started, when they first banned yeah, cannabis. But how many things, I guess I would want to know how many things like cannabis exist for everybody for them to be on the same accord about it's not just the ingesting of cannabis it's the growing of help hemp and the using of hemp as an actual useful product in this country and when this first started it was when these bands started they started around 1917 and they ran up to 1936 i can't remember a show episode but i can remember that 
which tells you a little bit how strong I am with and belief of this of cannabis and hemp products. And one of the reasons why you have the Carnegies, you have the Carnegies and Mellons and um, Rockefellers and you know Roosevelts and all these great big you know great patriarchal families um, the, that were into manufacturing things, cutting down trees and hemp products were actually cutting into profits of lumber. So that's the reason why they started these campaigns to basically demonize it. You know, well, it's not because it was actually very useful, but at the same time, it had the side effects. So they used the side effect. You know, people actually smoke it to get high and they feel better. And most of the medicines, believe it or not, most of the medicines in this country at one point in time, leading up to, I believe it was like 1920, had some form of marijuana in it as the active ingredient. And I was surprised to hear that. So it's like when you're taking these elixirs, a lot of these elixirs that worked, what they were, were cannabis. They were marijuana. And they actually worked. And then the medical the medical groupings, they, they wanted to get rid of that because you can't charge as much money for medicine if people can basically medicate with something that they can grow in their garden. And especially if they can grow it legally. So... A lot of it is about capitalism and keeping the capitalism in place. And right now, it's like we talk about it on a very small scale when we talk about usage. But it can actually turn and it can actually become something even bigger. It's bigger than solar. It's bigger than windmills and natural energy. It's actually, it affects so many different things. You have kids that have ADHD that have shown that by taking certain amounts of cannabis, ingesting certain amounts of cannabis, it allows them to live normal lives. And some of these people live in states that you're not allowed to prescribe your kids that amount of cannabis in order to treat their ADHD. So the parents are left with the choice of either breaking the law and giving my kid X amount of cannabis or um, complying and watching your kid deteriorate and essentially die. A slow death. And that's a hell of a question to put in front of a parent. But legislation, people legislate these things as if they have some type of right to legislate how people live and how they treat their uh, things that work and use things, utilize things that work. And this is what this country is. This is not, this is, that is not freedom. That is the opposite of freedom. It's not freedom of choice. Definitely isn't. And as someone who pretty much has put down, I still drink, but I put down alcohol a long time ago, a long, long time ago, because I realized how stupid it made me. And that's really what it came down to. I realized that I was doing a lot of dumb shit off of, based upon oh, drinking to excess. Yeah, blame it on the it's But it's funny, though. It's just like most like anything's in your life. Once you stop doing something, then people start looking at you right. in a different way because you're no longer doing the same stupid things that you once did. I agree. So it's like, it is what I it agree. is. So, but Brittany's, Brittany's like looking... Ask, hmm? Go ahead. When you ask, when you ask why, why weed and coke are not legal, um, is it great Negro philosopher, his name is Chris Rock, he said the reason why weed and coke are not legal is because black and brown people had the best coke and weed. 
No. Yeah, I don't know about Coke, though. I don't know. And Brown. I mean, yeah. you know, you right. If you include Brown, then, yeah. If you include Brown people, yeah. then, you know, then you should so, write to the top there. You yeah, know? and you can't, and he he said, you can't, ha- you can't have these people coming up when alcohol was under prohibition. It was the weed slash Coke of its day. Mm. You know what I mean? It was illegal. You know what I mean? And I'm sure there, there are numerous other examples throughout history. Mm-hmm. But gangsters did what they did. Brown Italians. You know, and they, they made money from it. And then all of a sudden, now you cracking a federal seal on that liquor bottle when you open it. Mm-hmm. That's a federal seal you cracking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's... Yep. Eventually, when white people figure out how to make the best shit, because even now they don't make the best shit from what I'm told. So when you go to a weed store or whatever, um, whatever it's called, when you go there, dispensary. from everything that I hear, yeah, a dispensary, the people that I know, they be like, this ain't the best shit. I would rather go to Nuck Nuck. <laughs> he, got the, he got the hot shit. So Nuck Nuck. Shout out to Nuck Nuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Nuck Nuck. We know you out there, be doing your thing. I mean, yeah, ca- the, the cannabis is, it's not worth nine and a half years. And what, what struck me is honestly, like, once again, this is a Caucasian war. We talked about this earlier in the show when we were like, we're going to talk about what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. And we almost all universally said no because of the fact that it don't have nothing to do with us. It really doesn't. This is a war of one group of white people against another group of white people in a corner of the world that generally doesn't have a place for us. You know, I was reading up today about the Syrian and Iraqi refugees who were caught for damn near in a year, for a year, at the Polish and Ukrainian border because neither country wanted these people, these Muslim brown people, to come into their country. And as soon as there's a war in Ukraine, they open up the doors because Poland is a very right-wing, leaning country. So they open up the doors for the Ukrainians to come through, but these brown people, they wouldn't even allow people to give them water and provisions, and they starved them out, and a number of them ended up dying in different ways. They don't call them refugees. They called them usurpers. They called them, they were the Mexicans of that area in the United States because they're brown people. And everything. So this war really doesn't have anything to do with us. So I feel extremely bad for Brittany Griner, who was a woman who represented for the United States of America. A lot of conservative white people don't like her point of view. They don't like the fact that she likes women and everything. I don't understand. If you're a man, you like women. You understand why. Um, it's they have they have all these different feelings about this woman who's outspoken as an American being caught up in this situation. And I find it ironic that once again it's a black person that pays the price for a white person's war. That has nothing to do with us. So let me let me ask this. Do you think maybe Russia tacked on some time for her being a deadbeat dad over here? Is she a deadbeat dad? Yeah, that's 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 the story I read. No, I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't nah, think so. I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible? <laughs> I'm just saying, is, is it possible? Is it possible for a woman to yeah. be a deadbeat, a deadbeat dad? Is, is uh, it? 
You let them tell it, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she, I, I don't think they mentioned that. I'm going to have to look a little bit deeper into it because there's no such thing as a stupid question, right? No such thing as a stupid question. So we'll just like we'll just leave it at that. But um, Brittany is going to she's catching it for she doesn't represent America, according to a lot of Americans. She doesn't represent America, but we she's being held. Start. Yeah. yeah, but we said yeah. that at the start. We was, I, I knew at the start it was like, oh man, she's got all type of strikes. Yeah, you know, and and she, yeah. you know, she's not beloved. No, you know, and, and it, the, the interesting thing is that you know it kind of put the WNBA on front street. It kind of put women, or what do they call that, feminists mm-hmm. in certain areas on 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 blast. When it comes to why is the WNBA fan? Why do they only get that much money and this and that and everything else? So you know who, who's all these people talking this shit, but they ain't supporting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's really what it comes down to. They're complaining. You know, they're complaining about bread right. that they haven't made. They so come, it's, if, it's, if business business generates business. You get paid more money for being in the oil business than you do for being in the I don't know. Walmart business, Walmart checker business. It's because there's value to these to these jobs and these positions. And Brittany is stuck in this. Yes, yeah, she. It was a it was a wrong time for Brittany. It was a wrong time. It was after the warden got kicked off. All this political bullshit is happening anyway. Uh, it was the wrong time for her to to be in the, to now. Some would say her. She put herself. I mean, she's already convicted by American people, from yeah. what I read. I yeah. mean, these you know these folks <laughs> already called it damn near justification. Mm-hmm. I mean, her groups her groups didn't even stand up for. Her. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, there was no outcry from. The alphabet community, there was no outcry from the WNBA. There was no outcry from just women in general. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? I mean, no, like nobody. It's a nobody, passing yeah, story. Nobody yeah, they, because they taking the position, oh, you know, you don't do the crime if you can't do the crime. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and, ter- and you know what? You know what the sad terrible. part? You know what the sad part yeah. about it is that we tell it, we laugh at it as a joke right now, but we were right. like the first ones to really take this shit seriously months ago. And even like oh, do it, yeah. you know, timing. it was just timing. It, I mean, it and they weren't trying seen. to. They weren't feeling us. They weren't feeling it. Nobody Yo. was feeling it. And now, because now it's popular, so it's, it would be like now it's Karen time. Oh, how dare you! So now she's a T-shirt. Right. She's like Free South Africa. Back in the day, you get a T-shirt, right. and like now you're down with the movement. You're down yeah, with the free grit. Brittany don't give a fuck about that. She's in the gulag. Maybe she'll get a song. Maybe she'll get a, a group song like uh, we. I'm gonna tell you, or, these man, folks uh, and these folks. Look, these folks be dragging their feet about them trades too. Yeah, I'm telling you, they put the trade whisper out there and everything. But look, I'm telling you, I I think. I put myself, I try to put myself in her frame of mind, and she's got to be shitting bricks right now. I mean, at first it was probably, okay, I'm well enough known, everything's going to be all right eventually, this, that, and everything else. But now with the nine and a half sentence, she might be holding on to some hope of a trade or swap or something right. like that. But what you think is sitting in the back of her mind right now? It ain't going to happen. Like, yo, this, 
I could be here for nine and a half years. Do these really these motherfuckers even care about me? This, that, and everything else. I mean, she's got to be shitting bricks right now, mm-hmm. or she's hooping for the prison league and getting special favors. Mm, one of the two. One of the two. she's dunking. I think at some point. She came over there She came over there You see And that was the other thing I thought about it It's fucked up But she's over there To they gave, entertain They gave, they gave free basketball he, Yo over there. She, she went there To entertain Russians She went over there To entertain Her games were not Getting simulcast Back to the United States Because there isn't Enough market there Or else we would have She would have had No reason to go over there In the first place So They get it now, for free now They get it for they free right? a million Right they get her for free. You're now. gonna see her. They're gonna bring her out. They're gonna bring her out in shackles. Now she's still playing for the team. They're gonna bring her out in shackles. She gets to run up and down the court. And you better get a dunk today, or else like it's gonna be the you hole for know. you. You know what I'm saying? Don't you turn would, the ball over. You would. You would her WNBA salary. Russia looked at her WNBA salary and said, "We've been paying this much fucking money. Right. They've been paying her goddamn peanuts, sore asses, fucking." I'm telling you, they about to. I tell you, in a three, she got visited by three white oligarchs so far. Each one of them bought their kid there. And let her know, you will teach my kid basketball. <laughs> I, will pay you. I will pay you nothing. Uh, and you will wrong. tell no one of it. It's and she be on the head. If she ever gets another phone call with her wife, she goes, baby, they got me teaching basketball over this motherfucker. They ain't paying me. Mm. I tell you, it's going to leak out. Watch. It's mm. going to leak out. It's not good. But it's not good. It's, nah, it's, not, it's, it's, it's a bad deal. You know, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't judge Brittany at all. I don't care that she had that on her. I don't. I hate when people start saying have the attitude. Don't do the crime. You can't. Do t- I mean, it, as if there's some, all these great morals behind these laws and shit. It just you know, there are it, none. It, it irks me. But I'm telling you, these we the comments I read about Brittany Griner it shows me exactly where we're at still. Mm. Because I'm you gonna know, tell you, and, and it's baffling, but I don't I'm, let it get I'm, me down. I'm shit. gonna end. The, I'm gonna end the show because we're well over time right now. This conversation has been really good, but um, Damn, yeah, we're it's it's almost a minute ten, an hour ten now. So it's like we've just been rolling and everything. I lost my train of thought for a second, but I feel really bad for her. Yeah, I feel bad for her family right now, and. Oh, it was in regards to the United States of America and people in the United States of America and the difference between them and me and how I was to it and how they were to it and everything. And I don't know if it's wrong. Maybe it's but it's the African that Ubuntu that's in me. But I may disagree with what you feel like politically or personally about different things. But I know that if you're in a dangerous situation in another country, no matter what your no matter what your leaning is, I'm not going online saying that your ass should stay there or good for you. And I'm actually hoping right. that you get home. I think it's like it takes a special type of cretin to actually sit there and say that someone who's a citizen of the United States, you know, y'all people have forgotten what freedom is. Freedom is you're free to do what you want in your house, you're free to do what you want in your house, and I'm free to do what I want in mine. And in my personal space. And freedom is about you're, you're allowed to believe what you want to believe as long as you don't trespass upon what I'm doing. And we all support that. Whether or not she said some negative things that were possibly or probably true about the United States of America doesn't change that. 
Sean Hannity does the same thing on his show every night. He says a lot of shit that's absolutely wrong, but you actually happen to believe in it. But you better believe if he gets stuck over there, then I would hope that he were to be able to get home too. The only person I wouldn't want to come home is that Alex Jones guy. Because, like, right now, I'm just going to cover the rest of, like, popular business. They're telling him he's got to pay those two parents $4 million, and there's more lawsuits out there on the wet for the Sandy Hook massacre, him calling that stuff a false flag operation and dragging those families through the mud. I don't care what race you are, what color you are, what age you are, whatever. That motherfucker deserves to be dragged through the mud. And I hope that the rest of his life is spent in court fighting those allegations. Because when you talk about somebody losing a child in such a heinous way on television, you tell people that they're lying and that those people, their kids didn't actually exist. When they have to take those rooms and they got to break down those beds and take those pictures off their walls and do all that other stuff based upon that, you're a sick son of a bitch and you deserve everything that you get. So that's where I'm at. That's all, folks. Born in trouble. Hey, look, the conversation was so good, I didn't even get to make a joke about Rob not being here today. And I can't even think of one off of the top of my head. Rob, you are truly a blessed man. Truly blessed. But I'm going to get you. That's what she said. From Sucker. the A. Mr. Dub K, Gene, love having you back on the show. I'm glad that you're settled in at home. You're settled in at home now for your next uh, for your next journey. And like you know, I appreciate you showing up, Mr. Dub K, Gene Hopkins. Hey, you know uh, there's a rain delay going on for Rob's game, so he could have popped in. Ah, uh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> See, I knew it was something. <laughs> he could have popped in. He should have went into one of those rooms on the side. What are you doing? I'm doing born in trouble. It's more important. You know what I'm saying? It is actually important to us. We're actually like we got a lot of listeners now, fellas. We got a lot of listeners are still growing. I might actually even advertise this show one day. But you know me, I'm okay. always gonna say I'm gonna do it and never actually do it. <laughs> From Detroit, Michigan, owner of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard. Come down and get you some, baby. Come get you some, Mr. Grant Lancaster. Sure. International Wings. From Mexico. It's it's always a pleasure. Glad to see my brothers again. I'm 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 uh sad I missed last week, man. That's all right, man. You had a very good reason why. Oh uh, yeah, man. Yeah, sorry to hear about that. I saw it on the chat. Yeah, you know. yeah. Dog, just uh, I can't tell you how that shit bothered me, man. Just because of how she passed away. You know what I mean? Like she passed. Like she wasn't. She ain't. She ain't live in my town. She don't live in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of felt like I should have had some answers. You know what I mean? Or I should have been able to do something. So yeah, that, yeah. The, the irony. The irony didn't miss yeah. on that one. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Rest in peace. Place, you know, she, yeah, you know, but, you know, I, I hear that, you know, depending if you sleep, smoke inhalation is peaceful yeah. enough. Yeah, peaceful. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, no, she wasn't burnt or anything. She just. Oh, okay. So, it's just, smoke. yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Smoke. Yeah, sorry yeah, to hear that. Got out of hand. Yep. Yeah. So, Born in Trouble, see uh, uh, whatever episode. 
Next week, I'm, I'm going to probably remember the episode. I'm going to look it up. I'm so confused. But point of trouble. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Peace.